let's take this moment of uncertainty and fear and let's make it Let's make it a moment of triumph. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders and influencers in our community. Joining me today is Bill Harper with Bloodworks. And we're just going to jump right into this because the need for blood right now is so great. Welcome, Bill Harper. It's so good to have you on the show. I've actually known Bill since he was a kid in high school. (laughs) Middle school, I think. I think it was middle school. And (laughs) brothers, big sisters. That's right. You were a big brother for a long time. (laughs) I would like to hear, have you tell your story, but first, You're with Bloodworks. That's right, yeah. So why don't you tell us? People are a little worried about giving blood. They want to help. Tell us what's going on right now. Yeah, so um, Lori, thanks so much for this opportunity. It's it's great to talk to you again after such a long time, and um, thanks for the opportunity. But right now, the the main thing that we're trying to communicate to the public is that um, blood donation is still a very safe activity. There's been no instances um, per the FDA of transfusion or donation related um, people contracting the virus. Oh, that's um, so good to know. And at the same time, a couple of things. The need for blood in our communities remains the same. Our need to collect 1,000 units of blood a day. How many people okay. does it take to make that much blood a day? Yeah, I mean, 1,000 units, it's, you know, I mean, it's basically like one unit of blood is one donation. Oh, wow. You know, people can do double red cell donations where they donate double the amount of red blood cells and you get two donations or two units out of that. So about a um, thousand people then a day. Yeah. Wow. We still have that need. There's still people in the hospitals, you know, cancer patients, people suffering from trauma or transplants, all that's still going on while this coronavirus is happening in our community. So, and I think this is a really important thing for think people to think about is, you know, we're all sitting at home now, you know, quarantined and everything and, you know, probably feeling like I am anyway, sort of powerless to do anything to combat this virus and, you know, what it's doing to people. You know, we may know somebody or we're certainly hearing about people and, you know, people's family members that are struggling with this. And donating blood is a, is a direct and tangible thing you can do to help help your community in this time of public health crisis to a scale, really, that we haven't seen in, you know, really forever. Still a safe thing to do. Blood donations by appointment only to try to comply as well as we can with the social distancing requirements from the governor and just have it be as safe of a um, an experience as possible for staff and for donors as well. Right. And I know that you did a lot of blood donation at the high schools. Now they're all closed. Yeah. That was kind of the first shoot to drop is Businesses and high schools started closing, and then, of course, the county school district, we lost really 60% of our collection territory. I mean, we get most of our blood donations from our high school drives, and that losing those drives combined with, you know, closures at Amazon and Microsoft and other big companies around the region, I mean, that was a huge hit. And so we lost, actually, and these numbers have even gone up, 570 blood drives canceled leading to the loss of 11,500 donations we were counting on. Oh. So, like, immediately we took this huge, just monumental hit. And what's been really incredible to see is, you know, we have these huge media appeals and, you know, and emails to our donors and, and people saying, man, kind of the line that we were, that our CEO, Kurt Bailey, was saying on television and radio and then, then you know, local and even international press was at that at that time he was saying our blood supply is at risk of collapse. Oh, so people stepped up to that, and we saw levels of collections that were really unprecedented, and that you know we're just so like in this moment of of uncertainty and fear and everything. Just to see this community just rise up and come in and donate has been really remarkable. 
But what we're really worried about going forward is, you know, we don't know how long this crisis is going to go on for. And so, you know, if that level of donation drops off or if something else happens and we're limited even further in what we can do beyond just canceling our mobile drives, which we did yesterday, we don't know. We need that to continue going forward. People really want to help. And the reason I reached out to you, Bill, was because I was a little reluctant to promote it on radio because I thought, is it safe? I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to find out. What we're telling the public is if you don't have any symptoms, if you're asymptomatic, if you're feeling good, if if you're healthy, please come in and donate. Your community needs you. Our um, FDA-mandated screening protocol would screen out for anybody who you know, perhaps has COVID-19 or any other, you know, disease that would preclude them from being able to donate. There's really no concern that the coronavirus would find its way into the blood supply. Um, but certainly for donors, you know, with the social distancing protocol we're taking and, and it's, you know, we're really kind of going out of our way to make sure that people not only are safe in the blood donation experience, but also feel safe. Is there an age limit on how young or how old you can be to give blood? There's no upper limit. You can be, you know, I think we've, we've had donors come in at 98 years old and things, and there's no upper limit. Typically, if you are, you can donate if you're 16 and older. However, right now, just for social distancing protocol, we are prohibiting children under the age of 18 from being on site at blood donation centers, um, just to try to make sure that it's a very much more controlled environment that way. And then when yeah. people come, do they wait in the office or in their car? How does that work? We're only taking a donation people with who have donation appointments right now. Mm-hmm. So they can come into the blood center, check in everything, and then they'll wait and, you know, hopefully, and then they would go directly into the screening. You know, they do the screening on the iPad like normal and then go into the private room and for additional screening with a phlebotomist then go out to the donation room area. We've even had to rearrange physically our blood centers just to make sure that there's that six-foot distance. How long does it take? It's a one-hour period of time. You can donate red blood cells every 56 days. Oh, okay. Um, if you, you can also come in and donate platelets, which are really critical for um, cancer patients primarily, but also can be used for um, trauma patients, burn victims, and transplant patients especially. But so your optimal donation would be platelets or whole blood. But right now, if you're a first-time donor, you know, come and try donating whole blood and maybe talk with a phlebotomist about other types of donations. That's really kind of our primary motivations right now is to get as many first-time donors in as possible. If they're a first-time donor, do they, is there like a certain blood type that you are, want more of? We'll type someone, someone in coming for the first time and then um, you can call, I think, a few days later to our contract center and they'll let you know what your blood type is. So yeah, the first time donor will come in just for a whole, you know, whole blood donation the first time. Um, we need all blood types. Um, o positive is the most common blood type, so we need that a really solid supply of that all the time. O negative is the universal blood type, so that's really critical for trauma patients. So A B positive are really great plasma donors, and so on and so forth. So first time donors, whole blood, just one hour. We say from screening to cookie at the end, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I mean, the actual donation itself usually takes about 10 minutes, depending on your you know, body size. And I think our record at our central location for someone was six minutes and 40 some seconds. So folks hang around afterwards just to make sure that you're 
have doing okay and so you don't um, faint <laughs> yeah <laughs> so hopefully not what about those of us and i'm talking about me that are scared of needles mm-hmm. i mean we can buck up talk about that a little bit yeah i mean that's certainly a you know legitimate fear and a lot of people um you know a lot of people have that um we actually we launched our um, bloodworks podcast recently called bloodworks 101 and people can check it out on any um, wherever they find their podcast, and we have an upcoming episode about that exact thing. Um, it's called Beard Needles. is actually called Tryptophanophobia, <laughs> which is the vocabulary word of the day. So it's a legitimate phobia. It's you know it's real. Obviously, it's concerning to have a needle be stuck into you. But the needles that we use are really really small. Okay. And our phlebotomists are really great trained professionals about how to do it properly. And oftentimes, you know, you might not even feel it you know, do what makes you feel the most comfortable, even look or don't look or don't think about it. Or, um, <laughs> but we actually interviewed um, for this upcoming podcast, Trip to Panophobia. She said she was a psychologist at the University of Washington specializing in this. And she said the thing to do is to look at it. Hmm. And, um, you know, that that helps sort of like get it, understand it's not going to hurt you. This is something you might want to cut out of at some point. But if a deviation, certainly a you know legitimate fear. A lot of our donors are uncomfortable, you know, doing it for that reason. Um, I certainly personally understand it. I've seen times like these. There are people who are really depending on folks to step up and, you know, like you said, buck up in mm-hmm. these times of, of really a, such a great need. And, you know, a couple minutes of discomfort. You know, there's a cookie waiting for you afterwards. Right. They're pretty good cookies. Actually. It's a good way to practice mind over Absolutely, matter. Yeah. And to really think, okay, I'm doing this. It's a good thing I'm doing. It's going to poke a little but I can get through this. One thing that I really want to have time to talk to you about is why are you in this field? What is it that brings you to have passion about what you're doing? Well, well, sorry, I, I work at Bloodworks Northwest because Bloodworks Northwest saved my life. Hmm. Um, I got leukemia when I was 20 nine years ago. Oh my gosh. Ten years How are ago. you that oh old? How are you that <laughs> old? <laughs> yeah, I, I was in West Africa and I got symptoms and I just thought it was yellow fever or something and ended up being leukemia and leukemia patients, basically their blood system just sort of fails overall. Mm. I needed blood transfusions in Senegal. I needed blood transfusions at Seattle Children's and all over the place and platelet transfusions. And I sat in the hospital and getting treatment and got a lot of surgeries as well. needed blood for that. But, you know, I just like look back on that time and think like I never really thought about the fact that somebody had to take time out of their day to donate that blood for me. And they never knew who I was. They never knew what my story was. They never knew anything, but they did it anyway. And, you know, now that I look back in working at Bloodworks, I was able to look up how much blood I got from them, which is rather astronomical. It was 267 units of blood over um, for leukemia treatment, stem cell transplants, and 33 surgeries. And, you know, just like sitting now and thinking about, you know, we're in this moment where, you know, everything is really great now and, and like what would happen mm-hmm. if if the blood supply really did dip into emergency levels and, you know, like it was a couple of weeks ago after we lost so many, um, you know, so much of our blood collection spaces. Right. And really it's just been so profound to see um, the community step up the way that it is for people like me. To make sure that they, you know, that their remission doesn't get delayed because of something that they couldn't control. And that all the fight that they're putting up, that they get a fighting chance. And I think that that, it is absolutely personal for me. And I think I'm just completely, you know, on a personal level, humbled by um, communities stepping up because it is cancer patients, it's, it's, it's kids, it's Seattle children, it's parents at the University of Washington, it's grandparents, 
as Swedish, as people, you know, down down in Portland, as people all over the place that are counting on our community right now. Even there have been some COVID-19 patients that have required blood as well. You know, we're, we're all relying on, on people to give and it's, um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's voluntary, but people step up and right now, like we are asking them in a way we never asked them before to step up because, you know, that's the only way we get through this together. Once they are done, can you have them make another appointment right then for yeah. 60, 56 days after that? So that's kind of the stage we're in now in, in our messaging is trying to get people to schedule appointments for April, May, and June okay. um, just to make sure that the blood supply is sustained going forward. You know, we like that people to do that anyway, but especially now we just need that kind of assurance because, which we always like to have, but at this point with all this uncertainty going on and how pervasive it is, like we really need to know and make sure that there's going to be blood going forward. So what's happened now, we've had great cooperation from our hospital partners and elective surgeries have been paused. So that's really lightened the number of orders that we've had to fill going going forward is, you know, something that, that we need to be able to get back to. Right. And so sort of when this moment passes and when COVID-19 is, you know, is all, you know, sent away and dealt with and sent back to wherever it came from. I don't know. Yeah, when we kick its butt. When it's, you know, yeah, when we're, when we really, you know, yeah, when we get rid of it, which Mm -hmm. will happen, you know, we need to be able to get back to that. And, you know, we've just seen great cooperation from our hospital partners and everybody's really, you know, in the healthcare field coming together to get this right. Like in that first weekend, you know, we were in a really desperate state. Um, When I mentioned, was talking earlier about, you know, school was closing and business was closing and we were in a, you know, it was really quite, uh, shocking. You know, we were looking at like literally running out of blood in a number of days. That weekend, we got 500 units of blood from other blood centers around the country because they saw us as the epicenter and they said, you know, we need to help you guys out because we're all in this together. And we got, you know, blood centers from Iowa, Texas, Oklahoma, California, Kentucky, Colorado, Tennessee. You know, we came together and, you know, to help each other out. You know, now that the virus has sort of spread nationwide, we're not really going to be able to get that kind of support into the future. The call now is just to come in. It's a safe activity to do. Please come in if you're feeling healthy, if you're feeling good, donate, help your community in this time when it's really, when you really want to and it's hard to feel that there's a way to do it. This is a direct and tangible way that you can do it. Come in, donate, maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth time, and make your next appointment come in again. This is our moment. We have always known how important blood donation is, but I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, it's too much of a hassle. But I think now it's like, go ahead, do it, and see that it's not that big of a hassle, and get on the mm-hmm. list and, and just start doing it. I've worked with volunteers. I've worked with homeless people. And the thing is, is people love to give. It makes them feel mm-hmm. good. And so if you go and you give, you're giving to someone like like Bill here, who had no idea who was giving to him, but literally saved his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so glad they did, Bill. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Me too. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you, you know, even in a regular time, even without COVID-19, donating blood is, you can walk out of the donor center or the mobile blood drive and know that in a couple of days, someone is going to be healthier because of that hour of time that you took. Right. You donate platelets a little bit longer time, maybe it's up to two hours, but that's what's actually going to happen. And you can have lunch in that hour and you can, I don't know, watch some Netflix. You can do something else, which is totally fine. But like that is, I mean, it's a direct thing you can do to help someone. Like I was a 20-year-old in Children's Hospital. and I know plenty of 20-year-olds, lots of 20-year-olds in our community. And they could donate blood and they could go to someone who's just like them. 
Mm-hmm. And the person that they're helping is someone else's sister or brother or mother or father. And you're doing for someone what you only hope you, they would do for you. Right. And I think in a way with all this COVID, we're kind of forgot. You know, I saw a picture of someone on Facebook there. They were getting chemo or something. And mm-hmm. they were saying, we're still here. We're still having to come in the hospital. We still need blood. We still need mm-hmm. all of these services. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's right. Their needs are still going on. Now, tell me again, what's the name of the podcast? It's Bloodworks 101. Okay, Bloodworks 101. Tell me that cool. the name. Tryptopanophobia. A tryptopanophobia, if you're afraid so of that, needles. But I like that um, word. I think we should all practice yeah, that word. It reminds me of like the stuff the turkey has. Tryptopan. tryptopan. Right, means? right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was actually um, thinking of spiders, arachnophobia. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really the only way you can take an hour out of your day and know that you have literally help save someone's life. You really? don't have to lift a car off of somebody. You don't have to you know, <laughs> jump into a burning building. You, I mean, that's, you can sit there, read a book, and that's what it, That's what you're doing. And some of the things that a lot of people do to volunteer, they can't do. Like if they volunteer at a senior home or the school. Mm-hmm. So this gives them an opportunity to volunteer in a different way. Yeah. So the best way to do this is... Go to bloodworksnw.org to that donor portal there and sign up and make your next appointment. How do we know what's closest to us, like where to make the appointment? So you can, um, when you go to the donor portal, you can enter in your zip code. Mm. It'll tell you difference. And again, like I said, for the until April, or at least through April 12th, we have canceled all of our mobile blood drives after the governor's announcement about social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, it's much easier to ensure that in our donor centers, and we have... 14 of those up from Bellingham down to Eugene. Oh, okay. So um, chances are there's one uh, donor center close to where folks live. And spread the word. You know, if you do it, tell other people, encourage other people, um, give them some options of what they can do, how they can help, and that it's not, it's a huge big deal, but it's not that big of a deal to take an hour out of your day. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's the easiest way there is to save someone's life. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, I can't thank you enough, especially for educating us and letting us know it's safe and uh, that there's a podcast we can listen to and that all we have to do is call and make an appointment. You know, even the ferries, which we're very familiar with, they don't, mm-hmm. they want you to t- buy tickets online. They don't want you yeah. to drive up to the booth and hand money and cards. So it's like really making an appointment makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you can make an appointment at uh, yeah, bloodworksnw.org or you can call 800-398-7888. Will you say that number again? 800-398-7888. 800-398-7888. Okay, well, any last words before we wrap this up? I think that covers it, but um, you know, really just again, you know, donating blood right now is a safe activity. Safety is our give all types of blood, right? That's right. All types are needed. Go now, AJ. Mine's red. Go now. So. <laughs> oh my God. Last thing. So right now, donating blood is a safe activity. It's a direct way you can help your community make sure that blood is there for people who need it. Um, when the on- need is ongoing, there are still patients unrelated to COVID nineteen in hospitals recovering from cancer, trauma, transplant that need your help. And it's a safe activity. We we need you to step up and to donate blood. We know that this community can do it. It's done it before, and we need you now more than ever. And we need you to come in, make an appointment, make an appointment to come in, make an appointment afterwards to come in again and keep donating blood because the need for blood in this community and any community never stops.
I love that. And if you are a blood donor, go on your Facebook, tell people how they can do it. Spread the word and let's get as much as we can, because um, really, this is just one of those times where it's I mean, it's always important, but it feels more important right now. Absolutely. Let's um, let's take this, you know, this moment of uncertainty and fear and let's make it let's make it a moment of triumph when when this when the Northwest rises up all the way from Bellingham down to Eugene and says, you know what we got? And we, you know, we're going to stand up for our community and make sure that there's the blood that people need. I love so it. I want to make can, history. That's one thing we can do. Yeah, I want to make I want to make history. Let's get that this be the biggest month of blood ever given. <laughs> we're on track. You know, if you're healthy, please come in and donate. Your community needs you. Our um, FDA mandated screening protocol would screen out for anybody who, you know, perhaps has COVID-19 or any other, you know, disease that would preclude them from being able to donate. There is really no concern that the coronavirus would find its way into the blood supply. Um, but certainly for donors, you know, with the social distancing protocol we're taking and, and it's, you know, we're really kind of going out of our way to make sure that people not only are safe in the blood donation experience, but also feel safe. Awesome. <laughs> now tell me again, what's the name of the podcast? It's Bloodworks 101. Okay, Bloodworks 101. Tell me that cool. the name. Tryptophobia. <laughs> a tryptophobia, if you're afraid so of that. needles. Well, thank you so much, Bill. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gloria. It's great talking to you. You too. Absolutely. Let's um let's take this, you know, this moment of uncertainty and fear and let's make it let's make it a moment of triumph when when this when the Northwest rises up all the way from Bellingham down to Eugene and says, you know what we got? And we, you know, we're going to stand up for our community and make sure that there's the blood that people need. And just to recap, we're speaking to Bill Harper of Bloodworks. That's bloodworksnorthwest.org. You can go to their website in order to make an appointment to give blood. And the reason they are doing appointments is so that they can make sure and follow the governor's so they can make sure and follow all the instructions of social distancing and make not only make everybody safe but make everybody feel safe. So if you've never had the opportunity to give blood, this would be a really good time to do that. If you're afraid of needles, that's okay. It's a small needle. You can get over it. And right now they're only taking donors 18 and over just because of the COVID. They want to make sure all the younger people are staying away and staying safe. But in order to give blood, you go to bloodworksnorthwest.org and make an appointment to come in to the center nearest you. It takes maybe about an hour from checking in to going out. So it's an hour out of your day and the need is really great. And many people volunteer in a lot of different places, but they can't right now. So if you're feeling the need to volunteer, you're feeling helpless and like you need to do something, this is the perfect thing to do. You can give blood every 56 days. So when you go in, give blood, make the appointment for your next time of doing it. And even if you might be going back to work, you can always call and change it. But for now, let's do everything in our power 
to keep this blood bank full because we don't have a lot of excuses to get in the way right now if we're not working, if we're home, and of course we're supposed to stay home, but we can go out for things like this. So keep that in mind. If you have already given blood, encourage the people in your family, the people that you know, go on Facebook, Instagram. Let's make a huge impact because this is something that we all can do and it will save lives. Right now with this virus, people, and right now the big thing Bill was saying is they can't do their mobile blood drives and high schools is where they usually go. And right now school's out, uh, businesses, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, all of those people are working from home. So they have lost a huge part of, they have lost a huge amount of normal, average, everyday blood donations that they count on. So this is the way we can really step up and help our community. And I love what Bill says. He says, let's take this tragedy and turn it into triumph by reaching out, giving what we can, and doing what we can. Again, that's bloodworks.org and the phone number 206-929-6500. 206 929 6500. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening today. We hope that you've learned something, felt challenged to maybe go and give blood. So join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.